It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Good evening, everyone. Uh, coming to you again from across the United States, from the Bay Area in California to the Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania. This is a dad and daughter talk Notre Dame football. Maggie, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. I mean, I feel like it's been a really long week. I'm kind of tired. Yeah. Well, we do this on a Friday evening, so it's always a little exhausting. I hear we have a live uh, audience with us this, today. Yes, we this do. Minute. Yeah, great, great. Well, nothing better than to talk about a game like this last game against Toledo, um, which was not Notre Dame's finest hour. Uh, a win is a win, I guess. Uh, 32-29 to against Toledo. A last-minute uh, touchdown from Jack Cohn with a broken or dislocated finger. Pass to uh, Michael Mayer. Uh, for the touchdown to seal it. Maggie, what'd you think of the game? First of all, just general thoughts. I knew I was a little too scammed. I went into it thinking that we would blow them out and that didn't really happen. And I was stressed the whole game. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Um, <laughs> and there are definitely some things I think we could improve on. Well, a oh, lot for of things. Sure. Well, uh, for sure. So, how, how scared are you uh, about this season kind of turning around? I mean, there was no – I don't know that many people would predict that Notre Dame wouldn't be 2-0 after those first two games. Uh, Florida State, obviously, a down team, especially after they're losing to Jacksonville. And then a Toledo team that's a MAC team, a mid, mid-level mid MAC team. Um, and we struggle with both, win both. But how nervous are you for the rest of the season where we start to play teams like Cincinnati, even Purdue this weekend, um, Cincinnati, Wisconsin – uh, how nervous are you for the rest of the season that might just blow up? Well, I think this season so far, like especially when you're looking at other games, has just been weird. So I think anything could happen. Last season, if I remember correctly, we kind of had a slower start as well, and then we made it to the champ or not the championship, but the uh, the playoff. Yeah, the playoff. Um, so I think it could really turn around. There are just so many unknowns right now, like and. I think once those problems are ironed out, then it could work out. And Wisconsin, from what I've seen, like I wasn't that impressed right. um, if, from the games they've played and Cincinnati as well. So I just think it's going to be a really weird year. Um, okay. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I just wish the t- first two games went a little bit better. So you're talking about the problems uh, that they've what, – what, what kind of problems are, we, are you most concerned with? Definitely our offensive fix. line. Our offensive okay. line. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just mostly experience based. Um, yeah. and it's just something that's going to hopefully progress over the season and it just needs some time just because we are so young at that position. So well, are they young? I mean, are they young or are they more just, they haven't played together because they have fifth and sixth yeah. seniors. Okay? So maybe it's just yeah. like a gelling. It could be. Yeah. It could be that as well. Um, and I know we recruit well in the offensive line, so I'm just kind of I just kind of unsettling or just a weird feeling to have um, an off offensive line, I guess. Right. It's, it's not it's not usual for us. It hasn't been usual for us in the last uh, couple of years. Um, I would think that they would I, I think some of the fault is the play calling. I think they need to run towards Kane Madden a little bit more. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, any other issues? What, what are the other issues they need to iron out? 
uh, before they face teams like Cincinnati, even Purdue, do you think? Uh, um, I think we need to – I mean, this also goes into the offensive line, I guess, but we just need to up our run game. Um, Kyron, mm-hmm. of course, is set to have – or Kyron Williams, excuse me. Yeah. Is set to right. have a huge season this year. Um, right. And I've seen him even maybe in, maybe in talks for Heisman. I don't know, like very early. And some some people are saying it. <laughs> um, but I just haven't seen that. And I know he's capable of, like, having those big runs and making that – impact but I just haven't right. seen it in those past two games and those past two games also haven't gone too well so there might be a correlation there okay yeah I could see that um I think maybe even the insertion we'll talk a little bit about it in a minute uh, Tyler Buckner could improve the the run game uh, just because he brings another the added element of running uh, to it how about the defense what are the because there's certainly there's been some a lot bait of Marcus Freeman coming there's there's certainly been some breakdowns there's also been some uh, really good defense has happened. What's your overall feel on our defense? Um, I'm always a little shaky on um, our defensive backs. I mean, I think they're looking better. Um, I saw some problems with Clarence Lewis and KJ Wall mm-hmm. last week specifically, yeah. but also alternatively Cam Hart and, you know, Kyle Hamilton played um, right. amazingly well. So um, <laughs> it's kind of a mixed did, bag. Did, but- mm-hmm. Well, did Hamilton play ex- – didn't he have a missed tackle in the game that – one missed run. tackle. Well, led to a but he almost run. had an, he he almost had an interception though. That's true, and that should have been an interception, and that mm-hmm. that should be. T- and if it is, and that's three less points than they made. I, I just think that was a huge play in the game. That again, Notre Dame on the wrong end of a, an instant replay. Um, but yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Other things about the defense that that you think need improvement? I mean, JD Bertrand was a yeah a spotlight there. I, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, right. But overall, I just feel like our linebackers need to get a little bit better at well tackling um <laughs> and because i feel like whenever we let those big runs happen it's usually because of the linebackers um yeah. but our defensive line really stepped up this week so that was okay. good all right i thought they stepped up yeah. more yeah i think so okay so let's talk about the kind of one of the more exciting things that happened in the game uh, and actually something you predicted which i thought mm-hmm. at the time was just ridiculous and then it turned out to be true so g- great job on the prediction that Tyler Buckner would have this incredible performance. Um, statistically wise, Jack Cohen was 21 of 33 for 232 yards and two touchdowns. He also threw a pick. Uh, Buckner, though, was three for three for 78 yards and a touchdown. And then he also added 68 yards of rushing on seven rushes, which was like a nine-yard average or nine, almost 10-yard average. Um, talk about the Jack Cohen versus um, Tyler Buckner. What do you think they should do with that? I think it exactly how uh, we played it this past week. I think adding Buckner in for a little bit of energy, a little bit more of a dual quarterback, um, I think that's what we need sometimes. And Jack Cohn is great. Of course, you know, the dislocated finger popped back in like on that right. last drive. Very intense and impressive. Right. Um, but Tyler Buckner just can run the ball more. And sometimes that's what we need. Um, so I think having a mix of the two and maybe even Drew Pine, I feel like I wrote wow. down a note like where's Pine just because I feel like he's been <laughs> overlooked. Um, okay. And I feel kind of bad because. I, <laughs> well, but, yeah, does Drew Pine is Drew Pine, though, a better thrower than Jack Cohen and he's a better runner than Tyler Buckner. Or is he just that's a problem, right? Yeah. He's, just, he's, he's your second best passer and he's your second best runner. And so, you know, you mix the two up, but um at the quarterback position, I mean, but, mm-hmm. um, okay. So you're thinking they'll continue on with the same thing, continue to insert Buckner. Now here's a question for you. Um, what do you see moving forward? So, so let's say it happens again, where Cohen, 
I don't want to say he had an off day, but he didn't have a dominating day where Buckner really was at times looked to be the best player on the field. If Buckner comes in and does pretty much the same thing and maybe even give him more plays, um, do you think they continue with this two quarterback thing the whole year? Or do you think at some point Buckner just kind of overall, almost like uh, the, the rise of Trevor Lawrence, just kind of overall takes the team over? Um, well, I think that that would happen very late in the season because what Jack Cohn brings is his experience um, yeah. and the ability to have that final drive like he did. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that Tyler Buckner has that game management yet. But okay. let's just say like we're at Stanford and right. um, he starts. That wouldn't necessarily surprise me just because of the time that he would have had um, Even if in they're the two quarterback system. Even if they're undefeated? Then? I don't know. It depends on how Stanford's doing, I guess. Yeah. I think I think we're going to know a lot by the Wisconsin game, or this is, is, or even Cincinnati. I think one of those two games will tell us all we need to know about not only the team but the season. And at a certain point, will they'll have to make a decision on who who they want to be the quarterback. Like I don't think this dual dual uh, system is going to uh, go that long. Um, so I mean, we have what October second, I think, is when we play. Cincinnati I think by then you'll know and you'll have to make a decision that's just my own personal thing so hmm. all right well let's talk about one last thing and then we'll move on to the Purdue thing the, the Notre Dame dropped in the polls this week they had two bad outings but they're both wins they're two and oh and they've dropped I, I don't even know what they're on the polls so 12 is that right am I right yes, on that I'm, yes yeah yes. yeah um do you think that's fair um I would say what would be fair was is 10 um, it kind of irks me that Ohio State and Clemson are, right. although they're great programs, they are above us with one loss. Um, they're the only two teams above us. And it's so early in the season that if you're undefeated, you should be above those one loss teams, um, no matter how. Well, I didn't think it was fair for us to drop because we haven't been playing our best. Um, and hopefully it adds some motivation. But I just don't like being behind Ohio State and Clemson. Well, and also we're only two ahead of Iowa State, which just seems ridiculous that Iowa State moved to 14 and we're two ahead of them um, with a loss to Iowa and actually got dominated and they barely beat Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa. Here's what I'll say about my thought. I agree with you totally. I think they did deserve to drop back. I just hope that if they go on and say do really well against Purdue or, you know, Cincinnati or Wisconsin, that they move, are able to move up. Sometimes they get log jammed behind teams and I just don't think that's fair. So if they go off and beat Cincinnati – then I hope that they they jump over Ohio State at that point, or even jump over Clemson, and they're still undefeated. So at a certain point, it has to make, you know, these wins have to count for something. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. All right, Purdue. The, we haven't played Purdue for a while. There used to be a, a yearly uh, contest between Notre Dame and Purdue, but then when Notre Dame joined the ACC, things are you know the four games they joined into the ACC. Um, it made Purdue kind of ex- an ex- a, they didn't have to play him every year. Um, Purdue comes into the game two and zero, having beaten Oregon State um, thirty to twenty one, and then really uh, I don't even know if you can call it a college football team, but UConn's football team beat them forty nine to nothing. It could have been even more than that. Uh, the coach quit there right after. After is a disaster mm-hmm. in UConn <laughs> uh, in Stores, Connecticut. Um, anyway, um, so they come in with two wins though. Over and Notre Dame comes in with their, you know, like we've been talking about. What do you think is going to happen in this game? I mean, at this point, I'm concerned about every game just because yeah. of how these past two have gone. Um, Brian 
Kelly, I watched his press conference and he yep. did talk specifically about two players. And one of them is their quarterback, right. Plummer, um, mm-hmm. who he says is very accurate and knows right. where to go with the football. And he keeps a play alive, which is a little concerning to me, considering I just talked about how I'm a little wary of our defensive backs and our linebackers. Right. Um, and then he also talked about Davis Bell, who's a defensive lineman, who's a great pass rusher, which could be and definitely will be a problem for our rookie offensive line. So those two players in specifically just mm-hmm. not making me feel great about this game. I think it's going to be tight again. Um, and But if they want to prove me wrong, then that's fine as well. Yeah, two things make me nervous. A coach, Jeff Brom, is a good coach. Um, was a great player at Louisville and, and has, has been slowly building up this team. So this is a big deal for them to play Notre Dame uh, to see if they can take that next step to become playing elite football again. Um, and then the player, George, and I'm going to mess up his name, Carl uh, Loftus. Uh, he's a defensive end, uh, has round one potential. And to have him going up against our, you know, our third string left tackle makes me very nervous. Um, so we'll see how that all um, breaks down. I think we end up getting the win. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be ah, 42 to 30. No, nah, 42 to 28. I'm not going to get 30. 42 to 28. Now you got a prediction. You know, I know you don't do the points, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm just going to say we're going to win by. I know this isn't, seems tight, but at least one touchdown. I have no confidence right now in this team. I, I don't think you, you, there's nothing they've done to gain the confidence. I know I gave mm-hmm. them kind of a 14 point win, but. I, I think they're, I just think they're kind of slowly put together. I think a few big plays happened in those games and caused us not to blow them out, but um, we'll see. All right. Who's your, who's your players of the game. And then we, we'll talk about one more thing for this game. Players of the game coming into the Purdue. You did really well last week with your calls of, of uh, Tyler Buckner, for sure. Who's your offensive player of the game. Okay. I'm going to pick for offense. I want to pick a wide receiver because okay. no, 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 no. You know, I'm I'm going I'm going Chris Tyree actually because I was just talking about the oh. run game, and I hope this is the game that he kind of he's had really good runs, but I think t- this game he's going to get at least one touchdown. That's a nice pick. You're making some really good picks. I, I, we'll I will go. I'll stick with your uh, wide receiver. I'll go Kevin Austin uh, to have to have a couple touchdowns, at least one touchdown on the long pass. All right, defensive player of the game. I mean, okay, last week I picked Kurt Heinisch, and I was. I would also like to note that I was very close yeah. because I said I was between Myron Tagovailoa yes. Omosa and yeah. but I am not going that route. I'm going with a classic Kyle Hamilton. He's going to get uh, a pick was, this game. I was going to go Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, that so you took my player. Um, let me go with. Uh, can I pick both the Adam and Nola? Adam and you know what I'm talking about the twins. Adam and I Nola. guess you can. Yeah, Adam Alola. Probably, Adam Alola. Thank you, Adam Alola. I'll go with. Uh, one of the two. <laughs> okay. Jay Adamalola. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with Jay Adamalola. <laughs> That's what my player is. Jay Adamalola. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. And speaking, though, um, uh, we got players coming back, finally. Um, and I'm forgetting his first name. Botello. Uh, Jordan Botello. Jordan, Jordan Botello. Sorry, I was going to say Justin. I knew that was wrong. Jordan Botello is coming back this week. Uh, finally, I almost picked him as my player of the game. I should have, but but what do you think? How do you think he's going to do? What do you think he brings? 
I think he brings a lot of aggression, which is something that we need. I feel like we're playing too soft right now. I have already talked about the lack of tackling on our defense, which is problematic. Um, and then also, whenever I think about Jordan Battelle, I think of that time where he he walked a fine line between roughing the passer and making a really good – or roughing the uh, kicker and making a really good tackle. Um, the call went our way, luckily. But I just always think about that one tackle that he, he basically – well, he obliterated the kicker on one of the teams we played yeah, last year. Um, right. And I think that just kind of really tells who he is as a player. So I'm excited to see him back. Yeah, I think uh, Patello is going to bring that edge that we need. I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, and just a little nastiness that we need on, on the team right now. Um, I expect you probably get a penalty at some point uh, for a personal foul or something. Like that. And I'm not necessarily against that. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so we're both saying Notre Dame comes out with a win. Big surprise there. Um, I'm saying by two touchdowns, you're saying closer than that. All right. Let's get to talking about predictions. You're up to six and four after a three and two last week with a big win by predicting Oregon. Uh, We both screwed up and picked Texas. Boy, what happened to Texas um, Mm -hmm. last week? Um, I went two and three again, so I'm four and six. Maggie, what do you have for us this week? Okay. Well, I have been looking at the games, and there are always – I think I think there are a few good ones this week, but I'm just gonna kind of lace them out there. Okay, yeah, um, please do. So the first one that I have is it's a ranked matchup, and it could be weird because they're both kind of on the cusp of seeing how the season's gonna go for the teams, okay. um, and that's Arizona State versus BYU. BYU won the Holy War last week. Yes, I missed so, that one. You got it right. Mm-hmm. So who do you got, Maggie? I am going to pick Arizona State because Jaden Daniels, there's a lot of hype around him as a quarterback, or there was maybe like two years ago. Um, but maybe this is his breakout year. Maybe this is Jaden's year. So I'm going to pick Arizona State. Okay, I'm going BYU. I can't. I, Herman Edwards as a coach always leaves me a little uh, – I, I, I think he's a little overhyped. Uh, I'm going with BYU. Okay. Matchup. I'm going through all the ranked matchups first. That's, um, that's is Auburn versus Penn State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be going with Penn State um, because I really don't like Bo Nix. And there's been – I know I kept talking about hype in the last game we just picked, no, but man. there's yeah. been too much hype around Bo Nix for too uh, long, and this is not long. his season. And no, I totally agree. Th- there's some grumblings about Penn State, so I'm interested to see how their season goes, I guess. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is with USC losing their coach, um, the Penn State coach has become one of the um, front runners for the position. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm going with Penn State as well. Um, James Franklin bringing them in. Um, I think he'll have him ready. I think he's he's almost auditioning for the Penn State job, or sorry, for the USC job. Although maybe that's a lateral move. I don't know anymore. Um, and I do I do agree totally what you said. Penn State as a team that we could see in the, in the playoff if they're not careful. So Penn State will win, and this will be certainly a statement win in that direction. I'm only a little nervous because Auburn's in the SEC, and I think the SEC is a little bit better than the Big Ten, um, but I'm going Penn State. Okay, and then the last ranked matchup is, it's a big one. Um, it's Alabama versus Florida. Maybe right. it's a big one. I don't know. I mean, it sounds, it's, it, yeah, it's a big one, it's, you know. Everything okay? Sorry. It's okay. What do you what do you got? Um, I mean, I'm gonna pick Alabama. I just feel right. like Alabama is just on a different level than 
every other team. They have not looked scared against any opponent. I mean, they've only faced two. Um, yeah. but they have not looked scared against any opponent. Um, and I don't. I it's wrong to go against Nick Saban unless you know it's last year in the playoffs. But yeah, and um, I know you don't like Dan Mullen, but I do think. I, I'm going to take Alabama also just because they're so dominant, but man, if a team could, if, if a guy could kind of figure it out, Dan Mullen might be the guy um, just for one game. And as an underdog, I, I like Dan Mullen as a coach, um, but I'm going to go with Alabama and the, Alabama probably wins by 20. Cause I think you're right. They're on a different level than everybody else. Okay. Now this is where I, my picks for games started getting a little <laughs> weary, um, but I was really looking for teams that were, said to have a good season this year and kind of dropped off early and are now going to kind of in this way, like, are they going to lose it all or are they going to kind of turn their season around? So yeah. I have North Carolina versus Virginia. Mm, that's a good game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will be, Hmm. I haven't taken any risks. I will be picking Virginia. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's much of a risk, but okay. Well, yeah, I don't no, know. no, it is. They're probably okay. the underdog. I'm not sure. Who are who are you gonna pick? I'm gonna go with North Carolina. I think they bounce back, and uh, I, I trust that um, with the quarterback they have and the coach that they have, that they won't stay down too long. They should be able to beat Virginia. It might be a real close one, but um, Mac Brown will have Brandy to play. I'm sure. Okay, I think that might be all the picks I have. All, I wanted to leave it at an picks? odd number. Yeah. Right. We have one, two, three, four. I only have four. Four. Which one did I leave out? Did you do the Arizona State? Yes. Auburn, Auburn. Penn State, Florida. Alabama. Oh wait, it was four. Okay. Fear not. Okay, I have good. another one. Um, good. It it is <laughs> Miami versus Michigan State. Ah, that's a good one. Can Michigan State. I don't know what's – they're not ranked or anything, and I haven't been really watching them this season. But right. Miami also – oh, they are undefeated. I just – they beat Northwestern, and they beat Youngstown State. Youngstown I mean, State. Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. Youngstown State. Yeah. Um, so – and Miami did get attacked by Alabama, so. But they but they bounced back, right, and beat Louisville? Uh, yes, it is, but it's also Louisville. All right, all right. Who are you going with? So I, I will be going with Michigan State. I don't like Miami at all. So. I will, again, I'm with you. I always bet against Manny Diaz, even though it cost me last time against Louisville. I will go with Michigan State. All right. That's good. All right. So we have uh, a big week this week versus Purdue. Um, hopefully, Nerding gets out and looks, starts looking a little bit sharper. You know, I will say one thing about it, and we didn't talk about it. This is the first kind of regular week of practice Nerding will have. They had a long week with Florida State. They had a short week for Toledo. I think that's going to make a difference. So we'll see. And they, they kind of find their groove. Anyway, that's just my own thought. Maggie, do you have anything else you want to add? I think that's it. All right. Um, well, if you're busy, if you're done destroying things in your dorm room uh, <laughs> and, and the podcast, uh, Maggie? Have a good evening, everyone. All right, and go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.